Welcome to Making Waves, a show about sound art, produced in South River, Ontario, by New Adventures in Sound Art. On today's show, we are looking at two methods for creating interactive and collaborative sound art. In the second half hour of the show, we'll hear a performance by Blabla Trains that took place in August at the Nasa North Media Arts Centre in South River. Blabla Trains are a duo. They consist of Anna Delamaric and Takuto Fukuda. They're both from Montreal. They play digital instruments, but they're not hidden behind laptops. They use very pronounced physical gestures in order to control their sounds and also to communicate with each other and to animate gestures that go with the sounds you're hearing. In the first half hour, though, we will uh, be looking at an installation work, mainly, called Waves Playground. We'll be speaking to one of its creators, Mario van Harek. Both him and uh, Petra Dubach have been active together in uh, Eindhoven, Netherlands, since 1983. Their interactive installation, Waves Playground, uses a double feedback system in order to interact with the physical presence of the public, or really anyone in the space as well as the acoustic architecture of the space itself and any materials existing there. This feedback system also causes objects to slowly vibrate, so you can kind of see a visual vibration movement happening. And they'll be uh, in uh, South River at uh, the Nasa North Media Arts Centre from September 26th to 28th, where they'll be uh, in residence for the Culture Days weekend, which is a Canadian-wide celebration of culture. Also, uh, we'd like to acknowledge the uh, support of the Consulate General of the Netherlands for making their visit possible. And uh, now we're going to listen to a conversation I had with Mario van Hark about Waves Playground. It's, a, it's an installation, it's interactive, it has sound and it has colors. Um, but how does it all work? Um, well, it's uh, the basic part of, uh, the, the, technically speaking, the basic part of uh, Waze Playground is uh, uh, our little things, they are called shakers and um, they can be connected to uh, the output of, um, of an amplifier. And uh, instead of um, uh, reproducing the, the sounds like, an, like a loudspeaker, they uh, reproduce the sounds in the form of vibrations. And so um, what we basically do with waves is that we connect these, um, these shakers to strings or metal plates or whatever materials to make them resonate. And um, so with um, uh, Waze Playground, this is also the case. So there will be long strings that will be uh, activated through uh, their own um, frequencies because we will make them feedback. And um, by doing so, um, in the space, if everything is okay, then uh, in the space there will be standing waves. And people who are in the space and who are uh, slowly moving through the space, they will interfere with the standing waves. And then 
um, there will be differences in the sounds. So um, there will be more bass, more or less bass. Uh, there will maybe some rhythms will occur. Um, um, interferences of uh, of several frequencies can occur. Um, and also because of the differences in the frequencies, um, the these wind things that are that can turn around in the wind that are hanging from the from the strings, uh, they can start moving uh, and turn around slowly. But also because of the vibrations of the long strings, they are very slowly transported over the length of the strings, and then they cause different um, different frequencies as well. So it's a very unpredictable system in the whole. So how is the feedback caused? The feedback is caused because um, there is a um, there is a, a direct contact uh, with these shakers. These the you have the shakers. They are uh, mounted in some way or another. We have to find out when we are in uh, at NISA. But uh, they are connected to long strings. The long strings are amplified. So there's a contact mic on the long string. And uh, so the signal from the long string goes into uh, a mixing board. And from there, it goes to an amplifier. And from there, it goes to, um, to the shaker. And that um, feeds the, the, the sounds back into the string. So that's what's making the feedback. But the feedback happens in the material realm then of the string. Is that right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. so, so then how are the standing waves produced in the room? Yeah, well, that's that's the variation that we are going to make at NISA. Uh, so what I just told you is the basic setup of a playground. But now um, we, will, um, we will make the same system, but with an external um, sound source. So um, uh, when we are at your place, we will find uh, something that is hollow and made of metal. So it might be a toolbox or whatever. And then we will um, put um, a contact mic on this metal thing and we will um, uh, seek a place in the space where uh, it can interact with the long strings. So uh, it will not be uh, that... Um, the long strings in themselves are making a feedback system, but the feedback will be um, will be uh, generated because um, the, uh, the the toolbox, let's call it the toolbox, is amplified and it will um, uh, it will interact with the long strings. So uh, at some point, the long strings will start to resonate. And then there is an interaction between um, between an object that's uh, not part of the installation uh, as such, and so the the whole communication of the sounds will be uh, through the air instead of through materials. So and that that's what makes um, um, the the whole system uh, that it's possible to be interactive with people in the space that are so. You have the standing waves, people uh, can enter, and in doing so, they will um, they will interfere with the whole system. Is does, that clear? I think so. Does it does yeah. it matter on then on the number of people and the size of the people and things like that? Or 
Like if it's yeah. if the room is full of people, it would be uh, would it be silent or? Uh, it's very unpredictable because um, uh, uh, if you want to be precise about that, uh, then um, we should be some kind of uh, mathematicians or um, uh, physicians or something, and we are not. So uh, <laughs> we only know that it that it works, and um, and also it works every time in a different way. Uh, because uh, the space that you have is a different one than, uh, from our studio. Our mm -hmm. studio uh, has a certain uh, has a certain size, is made of a certain material. Uh, in our case, it's made of wood. And uh, so, if we presented maybe a, a space with exactly the same dimensions but made out of stone, then the result is already different. And uh, if we put a little more tension on the strings, then also the result is different. So uh, instead of going to all this trouble of trying to find out what will happen, we just uh, let it go. Uh, and uh, so we improvise with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we improvise to the point that we think, okay, now it's working okay. And uh, we don't know exactly what will happen, but it will there will be happening something. Right. So, uh, so there's a lot of uncertainty in uh, what we are doing. And that's also something that we cherish very much. So it's we like that. We like this way of working. Uh, we like to improvise when we are building up uh, installations. Uh, and it's also because um, uh, the, the same principle, in fact, goes for um, the console piece, the table piece, because uh, we cannot bring tables with us. So every time we go somewhere, there's another uh, a different table. The size is different, the material is different. But um, what we do is that we amplify the table and it will give a certain uh, frequency uh, and at uh, some frequencies it will, uh, they will sound very nice. Other frequencies may be um, uh, faded out uh, by the table itself or whatever. So um, uh, every time we work with a different sound uh, from coming from, from our main instrument, which is the table. And uh, so we like to work with that, with all these differences. And um, so that's, that's one of the main things that we like to do. We like to work with uncertain uh, situations and with uh, unmeasurable things. And so that's really driven all your work in the last uh, while um, and what are some of the surprises and and discoveries that you made from working this way well it's um, um, for instance we found out that um, uh, it is possible to have um, to have long strings um, only uh, only move they, so they, if we have, we have worked in the in the church, for instance, with 50 meters long uh, strings, and um, uh, what's nice about that is that uh, uh, we can we can make them uh, feedback on a on a frequency that is so low, like for instance six hertz, and so you cannot hear it, but you can see very clearly what is the the movement in the in the string, and uh, so that's uh, that was quite surprising for us. 
and not not surprising that you cannot hear six hertz but it was surprising that uh, you can see that that the, the 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 visual part is becoming so clear and it's uh, it's it's such an um, a massive movement that is affected uh, by uh, by these low frequencies so that that was a nice uh, discovery but now also uh, recently we found out that it is uh, possible to have um, this uh, this waves system, like we call it, waves the the, the system that we use at at the waves playground. Uh, we can also um, um, make it. Um, we can also make uh, strings underwater and have them feedback as well. So that was it was a question coming from uh, from somebody, and we we started working with that, and it's also very interesting to uh, to find that out. Hmm. And what happened when you put them underwater? Well, first you have the problem that uh, if you have a contact mic and you put it underwater, then you get a lot of uh, uh, rattle and, and sound that you don't want. And uh, so we had to really find a way to, uh, to make uh, underwater uh, microphones uh, or contact mics. And uh, the solution was really very, very simple. But uh, now, so now we have uh, uh, very well working and very cheap uh, underwater mics and th there is a difference in um, in behavior of I don't know how to call it else but um, uh, you get you get different um, parameters in the in the sounds um, and um, so it's it's all very um, busy with it very long so only a month or so so there's not very much uh, uh, experiments that we have been doing with it, but it's it's it looks very promising. I guess you get the movement of the water activating the string. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, yes, yes, and uh, so that's also that's adding something nice visually as well, and uh, so we are looking forward to uh, to do this the same thing with maybe also very long strings uh, in uh, in the future. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Huh. So it's always uh, developing uh, in a in quite um, uh, an uncontrolled way. Like uh, we are not um, when we are working with with the, the, the this uh, this uh, concept. Then there's always uh, new possibilities that we can uh, try out. But also from outside, we get questions, and they make us. Uh, reconsider the whole thing again and uh, so we started this project in uh, 2010 and uh, we still have the feeling that we are well close to the beginning of what is possible with this uh, system so and how has it changed um working with this system how has it changed the relationship of your work to the public are there different expectations? Uh, are there different concerns? Are there different ways of approaching it as a listener or a viewer? Or... No, but we have the feeling that uh, somehow that uh, the, the 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 freedom has more, uh, the 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 public our public gets more freedom to put their own personality in what they are watching and hearing. Um, because uh, we cannot predict 
really what will happen. We cannot tell you now uh, that when we are at NISA, then it will sound like this or this. So we have to find it out on the spot at the moment. And that's also, I think that the same experience will be there for the, for the public. So we cannot, um, uh, we are not busy with filling in um, people's expectations because we first have to fill in our own expectations. And then when, when we are finished with that, then uh, it's up to everybody else who comes and uh, who has his own experience because it is, it is an interactive system. So uh, if you move around in that space, then somebody, something else will happen, will happen than when we are uh, moving around in the space. So it's, it's becoming a very personal uh, experience. You and Petra describe yourselves as multidisciplinary artists, but it seems to be very rooted in sound. So I was wondering how you situate your work. In, are you sound artists or are you multidisciplinary artists? I think that we are um, uh, multidisciplinary artists, but um, um, sound and movement are uh, the things that we are most familiar with. And um, uh, but uh, Petra also makes uh, graphic works, so um, that's and. Um, she used to be a, a dancer, and uh, when we uh, when we make concert pieces, then for her it's um, it's she has the same feeling than when she was a dancer, and now she's working on paper, and that gives her also the same feeling as when she was a, a dancer. Um, so it's um, it's very hard to to say something uh, else about that, you know. If we would be, uh, we are always working uh, in 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 spaces, in limited spaces. Uh, most of the time, we are very seldom working in the open air. But uh, so um, acoustics are always uh, part of our work, and uh, acoustics have to do with architecture, with uh, materials, with uh, forms, and with. Uh, uh, and anything else that that's um, that's part of uh, of a building. So uh, and we are not um, we are not trained to um, uh, it's it's not a real focus. But we are very aware of the fact that uh, we have uh, we are working within this environment. And so you say that sound and space are integral, but that the awareness of space is not just informed by acoustics, but also by the body and uh, the movement and, and, and the, um, the kinds of presence of mind that a dancer would bring to the awareness of space. Yeah, yeah. So we are more, more working uh, from a, a certain state of mind than from uh, a consciousness uh, of, uh, you know, like I told you, uh, we are not people who are measuring uh, we come somewhere and we we, we we taste what it is and what's possible. And if it would be possible, for instance, to uh, uh, to have um, uh, uh, papers uh, to 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 produce uh, uh, drawings on papers by means of sounds, then we would do it. 
but uh, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, but that's uh, that's quite another thing, and it, it needs another another attention, and it's, uh, uh, it it brings about uh, other technical uh, questions. But it's it's uh, uh, the possibility is in our minds uh, constantly. So. Um, and uh, but still, you know, you work with uh, the things that you um, have in your fingers best, uh, and uh, so uh, so that's why it's it's mostly uh, the, the the strings, the sounds, the the, the movements, and uh, that's that's what where we come from as a as a dancer and a, and the musician. So that's that's nearest to us. How would you? define when a project is successful when it's when it's satisfactory what what is it the is it that you've uncovered something new that you haven't experienced or what what, what are the things that go that give you that that feeling of ah this is working um it's mostly our ears so if if our ears are satisfied then we are satisfied it's uh uh because the, the, we are working with sound. We want to the, the sounds to be uh, at least interesting for ourselves. And uh, so, if we have the feeling that this is working okay and it does um, uh, what it's meant to do, and without being very precise about it, but uh, if we want it to be interactive, and it is interactive, there is there is there are degrees in that, of course. So. Uh, and if if the degree would be uh, that that we think okay, anybody who, who comes in who has ears and who moves about can hear the differences, then um, then it 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 is a first level of uh, of, of um, satisfaction. But if for us it it is interesting to be in this space and to move around and to get to be surprised by what's happening then it's perfect for us. One last thing is uh, sometimes when the word feedback is used, people think of it in a very negative way, but uh, feedback can be used in many different ways. What does feedback mean to you? Feedback is, uh, is the, the, the most uh, magical thing we have come across. Uh, it's uh, um, if you... Most people know it from um, feedbacking microphones, uh, feedbacking guitars, and uh, uh, for some people that's that's very nice to listen to. But for most people, it's not very nice to listen to because it it, it damages your ears. Always uh, bear in mind is that uh, people don't want to get deaf, so um, that's why we. Um, uh, uh, a lot of our work uh, is with feedback, but it is with acoustic feedback. So we can make, uh, for instance, a, a metal plate, uh, we can put it into motion, uh, and that's the only thing that you hear and see about it. So it's not amplified, it's not very loud, it's a, it's a bit like a distant uh, thunder. Or um, uh, we can uh, we also make uh, um, acoustic installations where uh, where small objects uh, are being uh, set in motion by long strings that are feedbacking. But you don't hear this feedback. You there's only the motion, and the motion makes that these small objects are dancing on um, 
on symbols. Uh, and so you have the acoustic sound of symbols and it's coming from feedback. So it's all very quiet. And um, we have been working in this uh, church and uh, then sometimes we had the impression that the sounds were rolling over us. They were amplified and they were rolling over us, but still we could have a conversation with each other. So it was a very nice kind of being rolled over, like if you are in, in a sea of sound or something and it's not uh, disturbing. So, and that's what we always try to achieve that, uh, that the, the, the feedback um, and the feedback sound should be um, uh, enjoyable and uh, should be fascinating. And because it is fascinating, you know, it's very simple to have a, a microphone feedback. That's as simple as any, everybody can do it. So the, the artist to make it like this, that it's enjoyable, that people are fascinated by it and uh, that we ourselves are fascinated by it. And, you know, and it's it's fascinating us for over 30 years. So it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's a magical thing. It's really another form of vibration, isn't it? Is, is, is that you're kind of a, yeah. it's, it's like an oscillator that except it's a on an architectural scale, it's oscillating the whole space. Yeah. And it makes you, uh, if, the, if the installation at NYSA will work fine, then somebody who comes in who is a musician can use it as a musical instrument just by moving about a little bit. But if you are a dancer, then you can make your own accompaniment with, uh, on, in the system. And if you are an architect, then you can listen to how the structure of the space is because there are... Uh, in the form of the stand, if you find the standing waves and you can play with it, it tells you a lot about the architecture. And we are not able to tell it, but an architect can, for himself, figure out how the dimensions and how the uh, where the the the, the uh, where certain points are, where uh, the acoustics of the architecture are uh, coming together. And so, for for everybody with an open mind, it has something to offer.
That was uh, Mario Van Harek and Petra Dubach's Waves Playground. That version was recorded at a church in Eindhoven. Uh, at the very beginning of the show, we played a version recorded in their personal studio. The differences in acoustics uh, between the church and their studio, their studio is very industrial kind of space, um, you could certainly tell how that influences the timbre of the sounds being generated by the Waze playground system. In between uh, listening to those two recordings, we of course spoke with Mario van Horek. Next, uh, we're going to turn to uh, one of the performances from NASA's uh, very busy summer sound travels uh, festival schedule. And uh, the performance that we're going to listen to, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, is uh, by Blabla Trains. They are a collaborative duo consisting of Anna Dele Marek and Takuda Fukuda, and they are based in Montreal. Uh, they are both electroacoustic sound artists, but they're interested in exploring interactivity in uh, improvisational context, and also using uh, physical gestures as much as possible in the... Um, well, not only in the manipulation of their digital instruments, but also in um, the way they communicate with each other and the way they kind of convey images in the piece, you could say, sound images in the piece through their visual uh, choreography. Um, you can see a video of their performance on the NASA YouTube page called NASA Tube. That's one word. Um, so there, if you wish to switch over to YouTube and see them performing, then uh, we encourage you to do so. But uh, if you don't have access to that, then certainly uh, you can imagine in your mind uh, these uh, two individuals performing. And here they are, Blabla Trains, performing at the NASA North Media Arts Center from August of this year, 2018, recorded in South River, Ontario, Canada. Thank you. 
That was Blabla Trains in performance at the NASA North Media Arts Center. Part of their musical language is informed by the uh, acousmatic tradition uh, long established in Montreal. One of the artists from Blabla Trains, Anna Delamarek, also composes acousmatic works and has a new release on the Ombre Digital label. To take us out here is uh, her piece Diaphanous Acarina from her album Nano Cosmos. You've been listening to Making Waves on WGXC Wavefarm. We'll be back next month with more sound art from New Adventures in Sound Art.